Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Podding This Together, the podcast where we pretend to be lawyers. I'm Andoni. And I'm Dustin. Get ready to practice law and and do the bend and snap, because today we're watching Legally Blonde. The bend and snap. The bend and snap. Works every time. (laughs) Uh, Okay, what is your IMDb rundown of this movie? My IMDb rundown is perceptually dim-witted, dumb, blonde turns out to actually be like super smart, successful, and determined. I love it. I would say Malibu Barbie goes to Harvard. Because people forget Barbie's also an astronaut, a doctor. She's probably a lawyer. I don't know. At some point. I mean, she does everything. I mean, she was probably studying while she was in space because, I mean, what what can you do up there? Yeah, that's true. You just read books. <laughs> <laughs> Lose all your muscle mass because there's no gyms in space. True. Real IMDb. Elle Woods, Reese Witherspoon, a fashionable sorority queen, is dumped by her boyfriend. She decides to follow him to law school. While she is there, she figures out that there is more to her than just looks. Very similar to what you said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, they're playing that stereotype up for sure, right? Because everybody thinks, especially blonde, right? That's why it's blonde, legally blonde, not legally brunette, because they're the the blonde jokes, the dumb ones. So, yeah, of course. You know, but blondes just have more fun. They just have fun. So before you joined, when we were still doing DCOMs, like the DCOM, the IMDb synopsis for DCOMs were so bad and completely, irre- like, completely irrelevant. Girl fights monsters, or like the actual movie would be like girl fighting a monster and like learn something deep about herself. And then the IMDb synopsis would be like girl on date falls gets into trouble. Oh really? Yeah. So so that's why you have. Yeah. The- now that we actually have good IMDb reviews or synopses, it's refreshing. Ooh, although I did look because um, I was just trying to do some research on this, of course, and was like. IMDb Legally Blonde, just seeing who's in it and everything. I went to, I accidentally clicked on Legally Blonde 2 first, and it was like, it got like a 4.5 rating. I was like, no way. I was like, it's not that bad of a movie. I don't think Legally Blonde 2 is that bad, but that's probably not a popular opinion. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. For yeah. sure. <laughs> we start off, and they're like really just diving into the like, California sorority stereotype. She's getting ready. She's like brushing her hair and painting her nails. And there, all these ladies are transporting a card for L for everyone in the sorority to sign. And everyone's so happy in the sorority. They're like dancing and working out, and (laughs) so happy. Each room, each room is doing something like totally just energetic, but like totally different from the other like room. You know, we're working out, we're studying, and we're whatever like baking, and everybody's just enjoying college. Yeah, but the weird thing is, it doesn't matter what room they're in or what they're doing. They're all just like kind of bopping back and forth. Like even the girls in the bathroom who are brushing their teeth, they're like. Oh, I love this song. Do you think they're like that every single day of the semester? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I wish I had that kind of optimism and energy and pep. 
Yeah. I feel like I used to when I was younger. I don't even remember when I was happy and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Typical millennial. God. Yeah. Although I did love the, also like the university that they're at at first is called C-U-L-A. So like, obviously they just didn't want to like mess with getting the rights to just have her go to UCLA. Because <laughs> yeah. it's definitely college, University of Los Angeles, not University of California, Los Angeles, whatever. Everyone is signing this card for her. It's a good luck card because everyone is convinced that her boyfriend Warner is going to propose to her. He's like taking her to this fancy restaurant. He just met up with his family and they've been together for, I don't even know how long because... I, I would assume they almost seem like the couple that's like, because it's senior year, right, too, because they're about done. They're like, I'm assuming it's close to graduation. So she's thinking probably like, this is the next step. We're going to graduate. So I bet they were dating for four years there, is my guess. When you were in college, did you have any friends that um, that were in fraternities or sororities? Uh, a couple, not a ton. Okay, so apparently there's a thi- there's like part of uh, Greek life. There's this ceremony called pinning, I think it is, okay. where like couples that have been together for a long time, like on their senior year, they have like a pinning ceremony. And it's basically like a promise to a promise ring, kind of. I feel like if she didn't get pinned by him at this point, then she should know it's just not going to happen. That's fair. Surely he pinned her. Don't be crude. <laughs> <laughs> Family podcast. Family podcast. No, fuck it. But obviously, if it's going to be a big date night, it's time to go shopping. And this is when we get like the first glimpse that Elle is not really like as dumb as she seems. The shop lady tries to scam her into buying last season's dress. Ew, gross. Mm -hmm. At like full price when it was already on the sale rack. She catches her out in a lie because she's like, it's impossible for this dress to be made out of this material with this stitching. And I saw it in Vogue last year. Go fuck yourself. Which basically, that out, now I just realized is also foreshadowing to her good lawyer skills later on when she like cross, you know, examines the witness. Like she's already like, she's got like this, like, oh, already did the research. Like, nope, sorry. Like, I'm going to catch you in a lie. Yeah. She has incredible memory recall and uh, like ability to read other people. She's very perceptive. And she's not taking shit from anyone. She's not taking shit from anybody. I mean, she's very perceptive in this situation, but in the following situation, which is dinner time, <laughs> she really is not. Love love clouds your vision, Andoni. You know this. That's true. <laughs> I mean, sometimes there's beer goggles, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so they're at dinner at this fancy place, and you know, they, you think they're all lovey-dovey and she's so ready for him to like propose. He's like, it's time for me to really get serious about my life and stop dicking around. She's like, I totally agree. And he just dumps her. Yeah, the weird part though is like, it was a, that is a weird dump because <laughs> he still is calling her like Pooh Bear and all these like cute little names while he's basically like, but you know, Pooh Bear, it's just, you're just like, if I was dumping you, I don't think I'd, I would be like, mm, I'm definitely calling you L. Like, I'm not, not calling you our sweet nicknames here. Yeah, my sweet peach butt. <laughs> yeah. And what is, what is Pooh Bear even, like, that's a weird, that's a weird pet name. I don't know. I don't like it either. It's not, it's not a good pet name. <laughs> Sounds frumpy. It does sound for Pooh Bear. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good assessment. It is frumpy. And she's not frumpy. She's more no. like Snuggle Puma or something. I don't even, I don't even know. But he breaks up with her because he wants to be a senator, so he needs, like, a serious wife. So, honestly, there are people who are actually like this. It kind of disgusts me. 
it's basically just a documentary. Well, funny you should say that because so this movie is based off a book, which is, is which it? was based off of someone's real life experience, kind of. This movie is based off a book. Yeah, which I did not Whoa. know that. <laughs> that would have been your. That would have been a good goof. I would have never guessed that. Oh. I've got good goofs. Don't even worry about it. I just think it's crazier that it's based off of someone's like, like semi based off of someone's real life events. Oh, that's interesting because now it's questioning some of the problems I have with the movie. Because if it's based off somebody's life, maybe it's true. He breaks up with her and she cries like a wounded puppy and makes a huge scene. <laughs> she cries like she cries like Bruiser. Oh, that's true. Bruiser is her adorable little Chihuahua. Yeah, you got to mention her or or him. Whatever, it's probably him. I guess. <laughs> It's him because in the second movie, the storyline is that he's gay. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I've seen the second one, but it's definitely been a lot longer than I've seen the first one. Uh, her besties take her to go get Manny Petties because that's what they do every time they're feeling down and it always makes them feel better. So I, do have to, I do have to say this. So my friend that was watching with me that I made watch uh, because he's visiting, he was like, okay, she passes for a college student, but... What's up with the the brunette one? She looks old as hell. <laughs> he's, he basically he's like she's thirty years old right now, and I was like, maybe I don't know. <laughs> that is a fair assessment. She did look much older. Yeah. So every time she got on screen, he's like, "Oh, great, the mom's back," and I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh." <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Is your friend just sitting in the other room waiting for you to record? He's I probably playing with a dog or outside doing. Oh. <laughs> We should have yeah. just invited him to be a guest. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah. For like Neil. God, now that's going to bother me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. I need to go get a Manny Petty now to feel better about <laughs> it. I was going to say, come on, you know, let's let's go get a Manny Petty and figure out what you're going to do to get him back. But what if while we're getting Manny Petties, I see his brother in a magazine with his new wife? I'm not really sure... Like, I don't really sure, like, what did that mean for her to, like... I It was just, like, the... She realized that, like, Warner wants someone serious, and to her, someone serious is, like, a law student. Because in the magazine, it, mm. Warner's brother and his wife, and she's, like, it said, like, uh, recent Harvard Law graduate or something. Okay, that's right. So she's, like, if I become a lawyer, then I'll be serious enough for him. Right. That be that would be weird though, because she was expecting to get engaged. I think, right? We all think that, and yeah. so that would have been pretty wild if, like, two brothers, same year, like, we both got engaged at the same time. <laughs> Can't imagine getting engaged in college. You should try it. Go back to college and get engaged. <laughs> That's true. I should say, I can't imagine getting engaged during college with, in what is considered like the normal window of age. Right. Yeah. Like the 20, whatever, four to 20, whatever, or 22 to 25 range. God, but, I don't think I want to go back to college. Being a grad student just sounds miserable. Uh, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't do it now. I don't think it's been too long. I can't go back. <laughs> no. I miss learning, but I don't miss papers. That's what I don't you, just, you can just read on your own time and learn uh, something about it's just different i like it when someone smart explains something to me like like some of these uh those hard-ass professors in at harvard oh my god yeah anyways she's determined she's gonna go to harvard so it's time for a montage which if i haven't told <laughs> you before is my favorite part of any movie <laughs> there are so many montages in this movie oh god oh god i think there's you, like three of them you should have been here for fucking decoms one of them stuck in the suburbs had like four montages in an 
the movie was an hour and 20 minutes. It had four montages in it. And one of the montages had scenes from a previous montage <laughs> in it. So uh, just artistry. No, but um, really that made me so angry when I watched that movie. I'm pretty sure that's just the movie Inception, right? Oh, probably. <laughs> montage within a montage within a montage. And you're yes. like, I would just watch the same montage for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> what is my life? Yeah, and then you wake up, you're like, what? Yeah. So her montage, her mission on this montage is to get into Harvard. So she's yeah. studying for the LSATs. She's putting together her video essay and I'm guessing other stuff in the background. Yeah, she has her own workload still, class load, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I mean, she's a senior, so it's probably pretty easy. Yeah. She probably wrapped up, yeah. But it doesn't seem like there's a lot of time that passes because like People study for the LSAT for like a year. Uh, so, okay, so this is one of the problems I have. <laughs> That's why I was like, if it's based on, I was like, two weeks, you decided in two weeks and you're just like, you wouldn't pass. I, there's just no way. Yeah. The other, the other issue is that it's in California. So I can't tell what season it is or what semester it is based on the season. Because That's true. It could have been winter, winter semester thing. That's a good point. We assume it was summer based on everything yeah. or or like the spring semester yeah but also if she decided to do well you have to register for it way in advance anyways if she decided to do it and she only had like a month to study i'm even more impressed because exactly she got a 179 that is one point below a perfect score on the lsat yeah the lsat is out of 180 I didn't even know that. And you have to get a 175, right, is what they said to go to Harvard. Yeah. So that's what, because she took like a practice test. And I remember what she get, like, she got like a 165 or something the first time. Yeah. And which like, then they're just studying harder again. You're just like, wow, you just gained 15 points. <laughs> yeah. She's honestly determined, driven, and fabulous. So I idolize her. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I'm questioning, I guess I'm questioning the cramming, but like, I really want curious now if that book, if that somebody was just like, yeah, I decided in a month and just passed. That's amazing. And not only passed, killed it. Killed it, yeah. I don't know, this movie's not great about showing the passage of time. Later on, they kind of do some stuff. They're like, she starts at Harvard, then, you know, then it's kind of Halloween. Then there's like a single scene where it's Christmas. And then, like, it yeah. just keeps on going. And then it's like, it's got to be spring semester because <clears throat> she's trying for this internship, which was only in the spring. So, like, it's not great at showing the passage of time. So I will assume that it was, like, a few months. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. In any case, she fucking kills it. And yeah. these creepy admission guys let her, like, admit her to Harvard because she's, like, hot and she has a video essay. It was a really weird because the guy like yeah one of the creepy dudes is just like anything she puts in there because one of them's like uh, and he's like yeah but she's you know got this and you like he's just looking for excuses to be like we should do it and then three other guys are like yeah we should just let her in yeah like wh what do they think that they're gonna like see her on campus or something this is there's a lot in this movie actually where they just show guys being jerks and creeps actually yeah I would say all of them but one. Good for her because she honestly deserved to be there. But like, is it only because those guys were being creepy? That is almost what they portray it though, is that they just thought she was hot. Because she had that one scene in her admission video where she's like in the pool, right? So she has like a bikini on. And so they're like, 
oh sure <laughs> like that's where they stop it they're like should we allow her yeah but so she she gets admitted and now it's time to move in and uh she arrives in her well the convertible is not practical for massachusetts i had to think for a second where the hell boston was yeah that is not practical for massachusetts but she shows up in her all pink outfit with her tiny dog and a moving truck and everyone's just like who's Who's this Barbie chick? I love the, wasn't there like two moving trucks? And it was ridiculous because later on they show her dorm room, which of course looks like a pretty small room. And you're like, where did all that stuff go? <laughs> you did not fit all that stuff in that room. Well, not, not only that, but that is a huge freshman dorm. Like I know they do that in all movies and TV shows, but like that was insanely huge. She had a bed, a desk, a friggin' Stairmaster, some lounge, yeah. like, lazy boy chair and some other shit. I was like, what the fuck? And uh, no roommate. No roommate. That's the other thing, too. I just thought that, yeah. No like, surely, but... Even if I didn't have a roommate freshman year, I would not have had all that space. Because there's still the other furniture for the second person. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it should have been, like, a double bunk bed instead of just, like, uh, this nice bed. But yeah, it's true. Yeah, you get like the one shitty dresser for each person, and those are usually sitting side by side. And the two beds on the side of the walls, like, and like a closet to share. No, we didn't have any of that. <laughs> no, clo- no, none. Wow. No, we had like a uh, a wardrobe kind of. So like our rooms were like you walk in, there's a wardrobe, there's a bed. There's a desk, and then one side of the room had cabinets above the bed, which happened to be my side because I arrived second. But it didn't really matter anyways. I didn't mind it too much. But like, yeah. So we had to like split the cabinets. So if my roommate wanted anything, he had to like come over to my side of the room, which was like more of an inconvenience or like kind of invasion of for me. But right. Yeah. It was chill. I loved it. I loved the freedom of not being at home. It, yeah, it didn't matter how shitty the room was. It just felt good to like be there on a Absolutely. college campus. Like it felt right. You're like, yes, finally I'm being my own person. We're getting so distracted <laughs> yeah. by college architecture. So where the heck are we? So she moves in and then it's like she goes to like her orientation and everybody's still kind of... Um, they're, they're like everybody like she goes to get her like packet of like okay meet up with your freshman group and all these things or people and like she's still getting like the third degree or kind of like scrutinized by just random people who don't even know her just based on her like appearance yeah and then everyone in her little seminar group or orientation group is super impressive like so, like i've got a phd and a master is oh i've got a phd as well and we oh, yeah, have a really like the weird like kind of like introverted guy like I have a doctorate in this and this and this and you're just like what how old are you yeah how old are you and why are you now deciding to become a lawyer <laughs> yeah what do you need to, as a degree to go into law school I mean there is such a thing as pre-law so that's I feel like she's definitely a weird circum like a weird case to like just go to law school like because I mean she was a fashion designer but you can go I think you can take the LSATs like no matter what you went to undergrad with but there is a specific pre-law one I know for sure. And I feel like political science is also like a big one, you know? To go. Yeah, or like literature. Yeah. But yeah, she definitely was not. Like, yeah, that, that, that was, they've never had a fashion designer <laughs> at Harvard. I don't think it was, I think it was fashion marketing or something. Was it, was it yeah, which I don't really know what that means, but she's there and she's killing it. She is. So yeah, her 
group is super impressive, but then she like runs into Warner again, right? Like before her class, like her first classes. He's just so shocked that that she's there because like she knew he was going there, right? That's why she went there. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like that's why she had to go to Harvard, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" She's like, "I go here, silly, like to Harvard <laughs> Law." He's yeah. like, "You got into Harvard Law?" And my favorite line, she's like, "Yeah, like it's hard." Yeah, like it's hard. That was because it was like a little bit of like a sass and like backhanded compliment. Like, duh, you got in. Like, I could get in. Like, she already knows she's smarter than he is. Yeah. Ugh, she needs to aim higher because this guy sucks. Exactly. Although I will say this one good thing for Warner because he does suck. But I mean, that's kind of creepy that she like changed her whole life plan to just follow you to Harvard across the country. I'd yeah. Be like, Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Mm. Now I really want to read the book to see how real, like, did this woman go to law school to follow a guy or like, what was it? We should do a follow-up episode where we've read the book and then we really will be a book book club for movies. (laughs) We only watch movies that were based on books. We watch the movie first, then read the books. It's backwards. (laughs) Oh, that actually would not be horrible. (laughs) It would not be. Guys, put it on the list. I have to say something about Warner's name too, not to get too sidetracked again, but like, okay, so his name is Warner. Yeah. Later on, she meets like the guy. I don't want to get too far if people haven't seen it, but Emmett. And then there's like Vivian and blah. Like, these are some of the fanciest names I've ever heard. Oh, yes. Life. <laughs> like, nobody has, I was dying for somebody to just be named Joe or Mike in the movie. Everyone's, well, you have Paulette. <laughs> Yeah, Paulette. Which, wow, that is such like a a juxtaposition of class, I guess. I think there was definitely some of that going on. Wow. Because even the guy, yeah, because even the murder trial, what was that guy's name? Was like Hoytway or Hoyt or something like that? Oh, uh, I can't remember. But his daughter's name was Chutney. Chutney. (laughs) Yeah. And his wife's name was Brooke. Actually, Brooke is like the most normal. Brooke's the most normal name at all, though. That's true. Well, I guess she started, you know, she was like a rags to witches kind of story. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, um, but it's time for her first class and she's totally unprepared, which I can relate to. I always felt unprepared on the first day of class and also for most classes after the first one. Um, and so she gets like kicked out of the class by this real hard ass <laughs> professor. Need a full good month to be ready, guys. Even that, like, I can tell you I did not read... I don't know if you had freshman seminar, but I did not read the book for freshman seminar, which was like part of freshman orientation for like a week before everyone else got to college. Did not read mm-hmm. the book for that. Uh, hardly did the readings for any of my like English classes. I'm I was oh. always unprepared for class. You would have been screwed in this class though, because yeah, she got kicked out because she already had like an assignment that she had no idea about. And she's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know about it. Which is... Which lends more to the impression that she really just made this decision on the fly. Mm-hmm. So it definitely was for Warner. But so she gets kicked out of class. She meets this like really helpful, charming guy out on the benches, and then Warner shows up. And shortly thereafter, the preppy girl from her first class, who was like kind Vivian of Vivian Kensington. Yes, Vivian Kensington. She sounds like a poodle. What a great name. (laughs) It is really great, actually. (laughs) 
Um, but she shows up and she's like walking ring first, basically around campus. Mm. She's just like holding up her engagement finger as she walks from class to class. <laughs> but she's Warner's new fiance. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, she doesn't even really. So she meets yeah, the helpful guy, Emmett, we find out later, you know, and like they're having a good conversation. But then she like totally just like doesn't even get his name because she's just like sees Warner and like, oh, well, I'm going to go talk to Warner. And and then, yeah, runs into the girl that actually helped get her kicked out of class because the professor asked her if she should kick her out. And she's like, I believe so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, how rude. It has been one summer break. Yeah. And Warner is engaged again. already. I mean, he said that they had previously dated in, like, high school or something. But come on. I mean, I guess, like rich upper class people move at different speeds yeah like if it's a good match it's a good match you know right because well because he is as we've already learned too from warner he's not doing it for love he's just like she fits the parents would like her she would be a great senator's wife yeah like she's fancy and put together which i i don't know maybe i just don't have waspy taste i think that Elle is pretty put together. She's just kind of ditzy. Well, that, well, that's what doesn't make sense. That his whole argument against her doesn't make sense because the whole movie she like proves otherwise. And right, she seems rich and fancy too. I guess sure. there's a, there's a difference between East Coast rich and West Coast rich because I feel I like think, yeah, East Coast rich is old money. They think I think that he considers her right, just like the California like fun rich and like not not the business serious type she's just like she's just model model rich yeah but obviously she's very upset because he's engaged already and she was there to get him back so it's time for a mani petty <laughs> yeah can't go wrong gotta go back no and this is where we meet paulette who's like one of my favorite characters because it's jennifer coolidge and well, she doesn't she really is, talk a lot in this movie, but she is this. She is this role, though. That she plays this, like she is that character all the time in like all these like movies. I feel like, and she does great every time. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess she's like not opposed to being typecast. Mm-hmm. But right. I, she's got one of my favorite lines in the second movie. Unfortunately, she's like, "Ah, oh, you look like the Fourth of July." <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I really want a hot dog. <laughs> That's a, that's a good impression. Thank you. I feel like she's easy to impersonate. It's kind of like a bubble in your throat meets Midwest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I want a hot dog real bad. I want a hot dog. <laughs> she is almost like um, she is in the same like realm in my head as and wow now I'm blanking the lady in oh my god Shit's creek and stuff uh, oh moira moira yeah Alexa. yeah what's her real name though uh that, that actress is great too and like they're almost the same kind of funny in my head oh well you know why you think that probably because they've been in several movies together that's probably why they're just a tandem yeah they were in best in show a mighty wind what was the other movie that that group did yeah, the whole like Eugene Levy crown and yeah, uh, Catherine Catherine O'Hare, no Catherine O'Hare, yeah, okay, yeah, because there are two actors in like American Horror Story who have similar names, but I think it's Dennis O'Hare. 
<laughs> and then Doni- Denise. <laughs> so confusing. Catherine O'Hare. Oh, I love her. Yeah, that's who she reminds me of. Jennifer Coleman. I was like, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, totally missing Catherine O'Hare. It'd be better. It'd be great. Uh, but Paula is like her new friend and support system. And she convinces mm-hmm. Elle to like get the bastard back. And I wanted to throw this out here too, because Elle is also not, not only smart and like driven and like all the things that we've just talked about, like a badass. She's also like really humble too. And like, because when Paulette, you know, freaks out cause she's like, sees the cute UPS guy that she loves. She like spills the water everywhere and all this stuff like on her. And you know, people would get pissed about that. Like she was just like, she was like helping her. She's like, oh, it's okay. Like you're fine. Like she's so nice. Yeah, she's extremely supportive. Yeah, she's a stranger at this point, Paulette. Like not her friend. Yeah, but they bond over the, over men sucking and uh cuticle care yeah, yeah. you can't <laughs> win them back with cuticles like that yeah <laughs> i forgot about that line that's a good one um so she's like bound and determined but everyone is like super rude and gross like it's not a good luck yeah well like because even yeah even like the one other lady in her original like freshman group like doesn't even isn't even nice to her and so you would think they would like maybe stick together to help each other out and she's like yeah rude, she's like rude about it she's like the third wave feminist lesbian mm-hmm. and she's like clearly hates she's a she's a caricature and she like really hates any woman who is being effeminate basically right, yeah so yeah right. she was she was also very rude the only one that was not rude was uh that david guy the one that has like four doctors and is really weird <laughs> oh yeah i could not remember his name he always sits with his yeah, shoulders like, hunched and his neck really far back and like his chins <laughs> pressed out he's just so nervous all the time i love that scene by the way when he's like hitting on those two girls and like she helps him get their number or whatever yeah exactly because she's so altruistic l loves a party because she loves having a social calendar, you know, like having a social life. And she overhears people inviting others to a party, and it happens to be Vivian. And Vivian's like, yeah, of course you can come. It's a costume party. Which, this is one, again, like we were talking about her being, like, very intuitive. She's not very good with Warren, Warner, sorry, or Vivian, because... Like, how many times does this girl have to be a bitch to you to figure out, like, why would you trust anything she just said about that party? I would have, no way. I Yeah, Elle is very, like, innocent and kind of believing in the best in people. A little gullible. Yeah. You know what? She's also incredibly self-possessed and confident because she shows up to the party dressed as a sexy <laughs> bunny and immediately realizes it was a trick because no one's wearing a costume. And mm-hmm. she's on a fucking rampage yeah she is and warner got a little handsy there when she was wearing that costume he really did he is very inappropriate he would not make a good husband i mean he would make an excellent senator because he would cheat on his wife but (laughs) yeah exactly so in fact he might be one of the senators today scandals everywhere but he like doesn't think that she's smart enough to do anything really and she's like well fuck you i'm in the same school as you i can absolutely do this so she gets very serious about it. Right. It took this party to where she was like, where she just accepted the bunny thing, gets tricked. And then he finally has that kind of heart to heart to her where she's just like, she finally realized she's like, whatever I do is not going to be good enough. Boom. This is when she like flips the script and is like, I'm not doing this for him anymore. I'm doing this to just be badass. So it's time for another montage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
so she's working real hard and studying and actually speaking out in class and giving answers. And she's like back in class with the the mean teacher from the first day. And she's like, you filed a claim. What's what's the next step? And Kevin happened to be in the room at that time. She's like, you need evidence. You need like evidentiary support to back up your yeah. claim. And then Kevin was like, he was absolutely right. He's like, that's not like the dumbest bullshit answer I've ever heard in my life. I was like, yeah, I don't think that's real law. <laughs> no. And if that was real yeah. law, like if that was the correct answer, then. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're like, couldn't I have figured that out? <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't you have had evidence before the claim? That's a good point. Also, I liked when she, during that montage, though, she goes to get her new laptop because she showed up with that one and everybody already had one, right? The first day. And it was that, like, the colorful big MacBooks. <laughs> oh, yeah. What were they called? The Mac? Uh... I think they were Mac Color or something like that. Mac Color. I think that's what it was. And it was, hers was orange. I loved it. It was his big and orange. They should have given her a pink one. Why the hell didn't they give her a pink one? <laughs> It's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I remember when seeing those things. And that was also, I guess, when the Macs came out where it was just the monitor. There was no, like, tower or anything. Like, that was when everything, the first time everything was self-contained. Mm-hmm. And I just thought they were so cool because they were colorful and stuff. But I'm pretty sure on the, the Mac colors, there was, like, a handle built into the back. Oh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. When you close it, it, yeah, you can just easily carry it. So you didn't, like, grab it by, like, the screen and stuff. Yeah, or, like, you didn't have to put it in the back. Ah, oh, those things were so mm. cool. Um, But she's freaking killing it and oh god (laughs) the this scene where they're talking about like a child support case or like a parental rights case that was weird it was so weird so like some (laughs) guy was like a sperm donor and then he was trying to contact this child and then she's like well did he try and contact every sperm donation that resulted in a child or did he keep track of all the times he jerked off <laughs> or like yeah. visited all the women that were one night stands and this is again when Kevin was like Anthony this movie is so stupid I was like shut up it's amazing <laughs> yeah somehow yeah and then the professor's like you won your case so I was like really okay <laughs> all right okay well that guy's also a creep but in any case yeah. He tells her to apply for the internship and she does with her pink scented resume, which this is one of the things that was like based on reality. So the woman who wrote the book, she wrote it on pink paper with like a pink fluffy pen. That's how she submitted it to publishing houses. And that's like how it got picked because it was just like a stack of pink paper. And they're like, yeah, let's take a look at this. I was going to say, I love that fact. Yeah, I hate when people just do like really boring. They're like, because it's got to be this way. You're like, man, like, so does everybody do that? Like, why is that the right way? Like, who decided that? I tried very hard to make my resume different. Yeah. I took, a, I put a lot of work formatting that stupid thing. You're going to have to get some perfume on that. That's a good point. When I start applying to, how do I send cologne or perfume virtually though? Because everything is electronic now. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. Should I just ask them in an email? Like, I would like to send you my resume, but it's got to be a physical <laughs> copy. So just send me your home address, please. <laughs> yeah. You'll love it. You'll love it. Just It'll be great. Package. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So the professor is like taking on a new case. He's got so much work that he's taking on freshman students to help. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's what I was like, no way. Or even if this was real, like we're an intern, 
could work on a case with whatever the main lawyer guy, the prosecutor or defense attorney. You not a murder case. I'm sorry. You don't you don't let your unpaid interns work on a murder case. Yeah. Not on a murder case, not freshmen, and they would not be as directly involved. No. Like they would not be involved in the defense strategy. They would They would be like filing and writing like the reports, not the actual yeah. I feel like these these freshmen were way too involved. Yeah. But anyways, they only selected four four students. She's one of them, along with Warner and Vivian. Yeah, of course. Three of them that have really close ties together. Of course. And then yeah. the third wave feminist lesbian. Right. The woman that they are defending in the murder case happens to be a former sorority sister of hers or like went was in her college and in her sorority, but they didn't like actually know each other. But she won't give her alibi for like she has an alibi for when her husband was murdered but she won't give it up and you're just like is it so dumb as a person you'd be like do you want to go to jail or just tell the the truth (laughs) yeah i I mean like if you have an excuse then you should absolutely not an excuse an alibi you should absolutely give it but then again i mean i don't have fame or reputation or anything like that to worry about so yeah no i don't know you still got to just you just got to do it. I've, I've learned that. I've listened to too many true crime podcasts and stuff where it's just like not worth hiding, whatever. Just just say it. You don't want to be accidentally prosecuted because it is hard to get out of jail once you're in jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, the prison system. Let's not start talking about it, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Let's really lighten the mood with this absolute filler scene. There was no point in this. It was just for fun. <laughs> But, <laughs> I've got to be honest. That was the worst scene in the movie. It made no sense. It was so, like it would have been one thing if it was just like two minutes, but for some reason it turned into like a little dance breakdown. Well, and my friend and I were talking, you know, because he's watching it too. It's like this was actually a pretty normal movie until that point because it almost turns into like a almost like a semi like what a musical would do, where you know everybody just knows the words and everybody just knows the dance moves and they choreograph it, and you're just like. That doesn't happen in real life at no, all. It and doesn't. this is like a pretty normal movie. I mean, it is fun. It is stupid. It is an iconic scene that everyone knows. So clearly, I don't know if they knew what they were doing when they were at that scene, but they did a good job. They did something good for themselves. But she teaches Paulette the bend and snap. Mm-hmm. Drop, drop something and pick it up. So bend over and snap back. Yeah, I don't know if I can master the snap part, though. Like, are you supposed to push your boobs up? I think so. Yeah, it was very Just like... like yeah, when you snap up, it's like hike the girls up. Yeah, it's very, it's very like very shoulder snapped up. I'm gonna go test it out on some strangers. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll be like, "You doing the bend and snap?" It like, works every time. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. even that guy comes in randomly. You know, one of the guys working there is like, "Oh, the bend and snap, classic." You're <laughs> like, "What?" Yeah. You're like, "I thought is this I thought a it thing?" Was move. Yeah, I thought it was L Woods move, but you know what it is. Okay. Yeah. Write right into us, listeners. Let us know if you've done the bend and snap and if it works for you. Is the movie better or worse with that scene in it? <laughs> I mean, that scene is so dumb, but I think, I think it really adds to the movie. Because it would have made more sense if it was just her and Paulette, but no, they get every person involved. It's just so ridiculous. Like, There's actually like a, like a two-minute dance scene. That, that one lady just starts dancing, and you're just like, you don't see her again. She's no, no she's freaking out on the in the barber shop. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> and that smoothly transitions into Elle going to the prison to get Brooks' alibi. 
which she gives her. And it turns out that she was getting liposuction, which would ruin her because she's like a fitness DVD instructor lady. Right. She's one of those, yeah, like workout from home people. Because Elle's even like, yeah, use your thing. And it totally worked. It made me from a six to a four. What? I don't know. Something like that. So, like, she just, she can't tell anyone. It's going to ruin her. Right. So Elle's like, I won't tell. So I'll figure out a new way to get you off this murder trial, even though you should seriously just tell because it would be done. <laughs> it would be done. It would be over the already. Trial, the trial would be over. So, like, this is kind of where things start to erode for Warner and where she and Vivian kind of start bonding a little bit because he's like, well, you should just tell Callahan, who's the professor, you should just tell him what the alibi is. Be selfish. Tell him and maybe he'll give you a summer job or something. And Vivian's like, ew, that's gross. Warner is just like, like, yeah, whatever he says, I can't remember the exact, like, what he says, but, like, even Vivian is kind of like, she does not like what his answer. You could tell he's just like, who cares about her? I think it's, like, something like what he says. Yeah, he's like, just think about yourself. Best, just do what, yeah, just do what's best for you. And, yeah, Vivian's like, even she's like, oh, my God. It's kind of yeah. gross. His relationship is starting to erode. And then mm-hmm. Ellen Emmett start bonding more because they, like, go and run a task for the case. And she and Vivian start to bond because, like, they're, like, shit-talking Warner together. Yeah, she, like, visit her at, at her dorm, you know, and they just start, you know, gabbing. you like, does he ever do this? <laughs> I hate when he does this. Oh, my God. I hate my boyfriend. I hate him, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, you haven't broken up yet, so. Things are starting to come together for Elle. But then the trial starts. Things are not looking good when the trial starts. Is this when, uh, oh, the pool boy is, like, saying that he was having an affair with mm-hmm. Brooke. They they show like the uniform he has to wear, which is a Speedo. She's like, he's like, yeah, she makes me wear this. <laughs> yeah, not only that, it's like a sequin Speedo. Yeah. We never, so this is my biggest issue with the movie. It's like, we never find out why he's lying. Like, is he getting paid off? Or, oh, that's a good point. Like what, why is he lying? In any case, Elle figures out that he's actually gay and lying about it and they catch him out in court. Wouldn't you be arrested? Isn't that perjury? He would definitely get in trouble for that, yeah. I don't know. Or lying under oath, not perjury. Yeah, I don't I don't know the full, like what he would get, but yeah, he would definitely be in trouble. But yeah, that is a good point. I'm assuming he's getting paid off by some other rich guy or maybe the daughter, right? Right, not to spoil Maybe. Oh my God. Spoilers. Uh, she figures out the pool boy's gay. Oh yeah. And this is when we realize that Callahan is a ski jerk. Right. He's like gonna offer her whatever the job, right? Or whatever, like the full internship with just him and her, I think. Right. And he's like touching her leg and saying, you're beautiful. And it's just like, oh no. He's creepy and gross and fuck him. Exactly. But the timing is unfortunate because Vivian sees it and thinks that Elle is being selfish and scummy. Mm-hmm, right, yeah, because she thinks she's like, oh, she's about to get promoted and because she's sleeping with the professor. Callan, like, he ruins everything for Elle. She's like, I'm a joke. Everyone only think, like values me because I'm pretty. Nobody actually thinks I can do it. Not even the professors. She's like, gonna leave. Then the mean professor from the first day happens to be in there. She's like, if you leave, then you're just not who I thought you were. Which I guess is to say that they have like a good relationship now. And then she like walks out. Did you even pay for your haircut, (laughs) ma'am? Well, 
she doesn't have to. I guess not. If you're a Harvard law professor, you don't need to pay for haircuts. She, yeah, that is so weird though. Yeah, like, like now she has like the most respect for her. Yeah, you just, they didn't really build up that relationship at all because she's just been with Callahan this whole time. So you just, you're like, I guess she struck a chord with this other professor as well, which is good. But, yeah, with her evidentiary support answer. Yeah, with the one question she answered correctly that semester. Yeah. The turnaround is very quick. Elle's like, I'm going to leave. And then the professor's like, well, don't be a bonehead. And then she's like, okay, I'm not going to leave. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> didn't take much convincing to do at all. No. And then the whole thing with like Vivian thinking that Elle was sleeping with Callahan, that was resolved like in the next scene. And then things really ramp up because Brooke fires Callahan. Elle is going to represent her, even though she's a freshman student at Harvard Law. I They come up with this rule that they're like, you can't do that. You're just a student. You don't even have a practicing law degree. And they're like, no, no, no. According to this, like, whatever, 301C, blah, 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 blah. I really question if that's a real thing, because there's no way. You have to have a, like, you have to pass the bar and, like, you have to have a, like, a certificate. <laughs> like, a, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, that, they said that she could do it as long as she had a licensed lawyer. Oh, yeah. Like, somebody guiding her. her, I guess. I guess. Yeah, which is really weird. But yeah, so that all happens in the courtroom, which you'd be like, as a judge, you'd be like, no, 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 this has to be done like way before, like right now. Yeah. Now Elle is representing Brooke and it's time to question the daughter in the murder case. And can we question, can we question her name? Yeah. This is like a throwback from what happened in the beginning of the movie where mm-hmm. she like shows people that, you know, having a uh, knowledge of beauty practices and stuff is not totally useless. Right. I would say I was like for her first case to crack and like when there were two really huge fashion goofs or whatever you would say that like led to her figuring stuff out. I'm like, your next one is probably going to be a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is she going to rely on beauty fuck ups in all of her trials? Exactly. But she catches out the daughter in her lie because her hair is still curly. Right. So, she, yeah, she kept, she kept saying, she keeps asking the daughter, she's like, so you were in the shower and couldn't hear the gunshot? She's like, right, I was in the shower. Okay, so you took a shower. Yes, I was in the, like, she asked it like four times. Yeah. And people were like, what is going on? Is she broken? And then, yeah. and then that's when she's like, oh, well, it takes 24 hours for your, to, you can't take a shower before 24 hours. So you wouldn't have been in the shower. So you had to have heard the shot or shot your dad and hit the gun. And she's like, I didn't mean to shoot my dad. I thought I was going to shoot Brooke, which is (laughs) insane because that's like premeditated. Premeditated. And also uh, my friend, again, we're also talking about this yesterday. It's like that has never happened in life. I don't think where on the stand they crack so much where they're like, okay, I did it. And this is why you're like, I don't. She really broke. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah like if you break that easily you were probably like sweating sitting in the stand before exactly like just but they always down your face they always show that in like law movies though that the whoever the lawyer just breaks them so much that the person on the stand just like, confesses to everything you're like no way <laughs> yeah so she wins the case wins the case and didn't give up her alibi which is crazy Oh my God, that's so true. I didn't even think about that. She doesn't tell anybody that Brooke had liposuction. Nope. So she stuck to her guns the whole time and, and her word. What a great lawyer. What a great lawyer. I mean, yeah, I would hire her to defend me. Client, client uh, attorney privilege for sure. But then immediately afterwards, um, oh, she achieves her goal because Warner wants to take her back. And she's like, uh, 
nah, I'm too good for you. Mm-hmm. So. The biggest FU of all time. Which, good for her, because fuck him. That's true. He's a, he's a bad dude. But what's funny is the graduation day, though, because she's <clears throat> whatever, like the, the valedictorian and all this stuff. And people love her now, of course. Uh, but I love the little bios at the end of them. <laughs> because Warner, it's I know it was meant to be like, yeah, he didn't get what he wanted. But like, he's like, the, his bio was Warner graduate, graduated from Harvard with no honors and no job offer. But you're like, he still graduated from Harvard. So. Yeah. Oh, and no girlfriend because Vivian broke up with him. Yeah, you're like, it's still not a bad. I mean, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> yeah, God. And his family's still rich and everything. I'm like, hey, yeah, he's still kind of getting away with a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, he's going to be fine. I'm not worried about Warner at all. I mean, I am worried. But anyways, that's the movie. It is. Yeah. Oh, we kind of forgot she and Emmett end up together. I don't know. Their relationship is like so not a, it's like not a thing in this movie, which I kind of appreciate that it's like what a lot of people would consider a chick flick, but it's not a rom-com. They definitely like hint at it, but right, it's not the main focus. They never even kiss or do anything, but they just say they've been dating the past two years. That was the... Yeah. This movie's not about you, Luke Wilson. Get get down. Are you ready for two truths and a goof? I'm so ready. Okay. Dun-dun-dun. Insert game music here. Okay, number one. This movie has spawned two sequels, a Broadway show, and a reality TV show. Number two, Reese Witherspoon had just had her first child six months before filming this movie. Or, number three, this movie is set at Harvard, but was filmed at Yale. (laughs) That's probably true. That first one sounds too crazy. There's not that many things based off Legally Blonde, is there? Is that your final answer? Yes, number one. You are incorrect. It's actually number three. The movie was filmed at Stanford. Okay. Not at Yale. So still, yeah, not Harvard though. Yeah. Which is, so on reading up about it, Stanford is fine with people filming there, but they didn't want their name associated with the movie because of like the negative connotation of Greek life, I guess. But Harvard is perfectly fine with creative projects using allow. the name Harvard, but they don't allow anyone to film there. That is interesting. Why? That's really weird. Yeah. So yeah. That, I mean, were, there's actually like a lot of interesting trivia about this. I was going to say, those were good. Yeah. Truth and goose. Unrelated fact. So one of my best friends, he used to date this lawyer and my friend loves to just like rile people up with terrible jokes and stuff. So <laughs> he would always like poke fun at his boyfriend kind of and be like, yeah, so I've heard that Legally Blonde is actually the most like accurate representation of law school ever to be made. And it just like really riled up his boyfriend. <laughs> right. You're like, no. I, I would have been that guy that would be riled up. I'd be like, you're kidding. You're kidding me. It's such a funny thing. Oh, John, you're so funny. That is funny. I like that. Well, you know, send your admissions letters to us on social media at Podden Together on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Podden Together, or, you know, bend and snap your way over to our email at PoddenThisTogether at gmail.com. Just say, pick up your phone and leave a five-star review. <laughs>